big-time racketeer. Back in full force. This could be one of the big moments in your life. Don't make it your last. Look, this thing might be bigger than even we think it is. You need an upgrade to the soundtrack to your life. Perhaps a song from a film or a tune from TV. My name is Gap. Exploding Head Movies is here to give you sounds from the cinema, along with the songs that will be defining your future and those forgotten classics that need a little rescue. Monday, 9 p.m. on CITR 101.9 FM, Vancouver. Fred Durst? He's like Iggy. Oh, I, I, you, you are sorely mistaken. I, I, Play something from uh, $3 Bill, y'all. What is that? That's the uh, the landmark Limp Biscuit album. Uh, Limp Biscuit? Oh, my God. I mean, that, that... Wait, you don't agree that those are the most crucial grooves you've heard since Funkadelic. Uh, what, Limp Biscuit grooves? Yeah, absolutely, It's I like know. the ultimate cross between between Funkadelic and Rob Tyner. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't agree at all. Oh, y- you do not deserve a radio show. CITR 101.9 FM, your crucial groove station. It's just a lot of BS.
dearly beloved indeed from his epic 1984 soundtrack to his film Purple Rain that was the purple on himself Prince along with his band at the time of the revolution and that song of course is Let Us Go Crazy now, that was one of the many hits from the soundtrack to the movie which Prince starred in as a version of his life story and that broke the little man from Minneapolis to the pop culture and he'd been developing cult following in his hometown and sort of the Midwest with a steady increase in profile with each successive album. And as we now know, Prince Rogers Nelson died unexpectedly last week. Although there have been some weird up and down moments in his life in the past couple weeks, but it's purely speculative what we can talk about right now. We will talk more about him, but uh, let's take care of our standard order business first. In the background here, this is Guidewire off of last year's Surge's EP. The song is The Churn. And then secondly, good evening, and welcome to yet another episode of Exploding Hemis. This is your cinematically inspired program here found on Vancouver's Red and Blue Community Radio Station. Just mixing them together like paint. C-I-T-R. And we are your voice of UBC here on 101.9 FM. And we broadcast at 590 watts from unceded Musqueam territory. From the student nest here on campus to the lower mainland of British Columbia, wherever that signal takes us, whether it's all the way up to Squamish, down to Bellingham, Washington, sometimes over the Salish Sea, and then eastwards towards the Fraser Valley. But in case you're not in any of those areas, or maybe the signal's a little weak, or maybe you're not in your car, or by a radio at home, we do stream online www.citr.ca is the website you go to. And if you don't have to listen live, well, podcasts are always available. The freshest that you will find in the entire world. My name is Gak, and I'll be riding the little red Corvette as we take it out for a spin for the next two hours. So wherever I go, I will take you with me. As long as you take me with you, too. Phone number for this station, for those of you listening live, is 604-822-2487. Do keep it short and sweet and to the point. Do give uh, your programmers ample time to pick up the phone. Most of us are just staring at the sun right now. Ah. Uh, you can email me anytime, radiofreegack at gmail.com. We don't have to worry about the weather in any way whatsoever for that. Exploding Head Movies is on Facebook and Tumblr on its God-given name, and you can follow me on Twitter, at 100air. There's always Instagram as well. I believe I'm myopic man. Or my many aliases, because I didn't bother to standardize on anything, or things were taken, so. Exams are still going on here on campus, but uh, we can slowly tell that uh, summer mode's about to kick in. Our heat wave's over, but uh, kind of more in line with what you expect for our standard April weather, although it's only a few days left before May. So yeah, this week uh, it was totally appropriate to shift uh, our focus on the Purple One himself. 2016's been a very cruel year, and I know there's been profiles I've been wanting to do, but news keeps happening, and it's important to commemorate the lives who have contributed so much to pop culture, and uh, Prince, he was a substantial icon, not just in music, but uh, in film. So amidst some of his other scores, we will listen to some of the lesser-known tracks off of Purple Rain. An album we should all have, but for me growing up, it was ubiquitous on radio. Back at uh, the time when they used to show music videos on TV. And growing up, it was basically as strong as Michael Jackson's Thriller was. 
And Prince had a reputation that encompassed all forms of contradiction. The short wonder lover with ambiguous attractions, the perfectionist who ate and breathed music to the point that he had thousands of songs waiting his vault. Of course, we're still speculating what could still be in there. The wild dresser and undresser who was also Jehovah's Witness, the internet hater but welcoming host, the man who sacrificed his name to pick up a symbol that uh, suddenly everyone had to typeset. And for a while, some people were just knowing him as Tafcap, the artist formerly known as Prince, but he encompassed multitudes. So we'll touch upon his life later on in the show as we hear some covers both of him and by him. Some early appearances in the Minneapolis funk scene in the late 70s, and then some other soundtrack appearances. But that will be towards the latter half of the show. Otherwise, uh, we'll touch upon some of the acts coming to town. Just so you understand what the connection is to the community, because... Sometimes it's important to know who is coming to town and who will be playing music live in front of other people. And perhaps one of those people could be you. So we got a diverse mix of pop and rock for you to start. And we will begin with the Catholic Girls. They're a quartet out of Calgary that features members from old bands like Mount Analog, The Poly Shores, and The Grim Beats. And as all those names imply, there's a mix of goth, new wave, and punk in the mix there. Perhaps true dark wave is the more appropriate word. According to their Facebook Catholic girls, uh, they suggest a bit of a slasher film score, so naturally things will not be as bright as you expect. So from last year's Psychic Woman release, this will be the Catholic Girls with a song about one of the best places in Germany. The song will be Berlin, here on the mournful Exploding Head Movies on the ever-wakeful CITR 11.9 FM in Vancouver. And for the benefit of several listeners, we will try to get the stereo working again. It's always great when you kick off a song and you hear half of it, but... One of the important things we'll pick up along about Prince along the way. The man can shred. Kicking ass, taking names. There's Catholic girls here. Stay tuned. Like totems Berlin 
What's up at UBC? Read the UBC. It's only the largest student newspaper in Western Canada, and it's written and edited entirely by UBC students. The UBC is your source for on-campus news, culture, and sports. New editions come out every Monday and Thursday. For breaking news as well as amazing videos and blogs, check out ubc.ca.
Why, yes. They opened up for Courtney Barnett last week for a sold-out show at the Commodore Ballroom off their self-titled debut from 2014. That was always, and you spell that with two V's, a double V instead of a W. That song was atop a cake. And the Toronto Act with Maritime Heritage continue with the touring life. Uh, they played both weekends at Coachella. They continue touring this week through the southern states with churches. And they spell the U with a V. Because everyone wants the letter V. Always, they're apparently uh, slowly working on a sophomore album. We'll see how their schedule looks in May as the touring ends, so perhaps some more jangle pop can be pushed onto wax or onto CD via lasers or onto your computer hard drive. Behind me is Monty Alexander with a jaunty little number called Chameleon. And you can find this on his 1976 album, Monty Strikes Again. Time now for a little Destroyer, and uh, the Dambahar project has been relatively quiet as of late, though I see many European dates in June as they hit the road for the summer festival circuit. We'll go back to last year's poison season. This will be Destroyer <clears throat> with a raucous number featuring a very exuberant saxophone. This will be Dream Lover on Exploding Head Movies.
Hey, did you know? More than 4,500 Canadians are waiting for an organ transplant right now. Right now. 4,500. People are dying. And you could save a life. 90% of Canadians say they're willing to donate their organs. But only a few are registered. So what are you waiting for? Get registered. It's easy and it's free. Leave a legacy. Be a hero. Save, save a life. life. Find out how to register today. Go to kidney.ca. The song's so eager to hop on the radio, it almost charged ahead and did it. From their latest album, I Get the Feeling Central, that was Tough Age, with Walk. And the band's been on the road, walking, driving, otherwise shuffling around uh, for the past few weeks. In a lot of places in the States, but they're coming back up the coast we got a tour single that features a few songs from New Zealand's Chris Knox, famous of uh, The Enemies and Tall Dwarves, and Tough Age wrap up their tour with a homecoming of sorts this week. A Sound and Salt and Mint Records presents Tough Age, along with Adrian Teacher and the Subs, Pinner, and TV Ugly, and they'll be this Saturday, April 30th at the Astoria. Hopefully you get your tax done by then. Doors open at 9 o'clock, and tickets start at $10. In the background, this is new music from Toronto's Bad, Bad, Not Good. The Jazzy Trio has a new single out called Here and Now, but this is the B-side, Time Wave Zero. Now, also coming to town this week are the next two acts, and they play together as part of a cross-Canada tour. The Eagles of Death Metal, along with some more death in the form of Death from Above 1979. They'll be playing the PNE Forum tomorrow. And this marks the Eagles of Death Metal's first appearance in Canada after what happened in Paris this past November. 
California boogie band with connections to Josh Home of Queens of the Stone Age. Well, they're on stage at the Bataclan when that venue was one of the places struck during a massive terrorist attack that uh, happened scattered throughout a few locations in the French capital. And the Bataclan unfortunately saw the worst of it. 89 dead, including one of the tour managers. The band escaped through a back door. And uh, they had to recover from that for a bit. But a few months later, U2 invited the Eels of Death Metal for their Parisian show to try to complete their set. And I know the band wants to go back to Paris and truly finish the show that they were meant to do. But yeah, as I said, PNE Forum tomorrow, these next two acts from their latest album, last year's Zipper Down. Here are the Eagles of Death Metal with Silver Lake. And they have an acronym afterwards, K-S-O-F-M. I wonder what that could mean. But yeah, we'll follow up with a little death from above. 1979, you're on Exploding Head Movies, CITR. 101.9 FM in Vancouver. i 
right now. But you need to let it in. Patrick Shen's film, In Pursuit of Silence, extrapolates along philosophical and spiritual lines to offer a quietly nuanced portrait of our relationship with silence. Meditative cinematography and a minimal piano score complements interviews with scholars, physicians, and inventors as they discuss how silence is an integral and necessary part of being fully human. In Pursuit of Silence screens at DOXA on May 7th and 11th. See doxafestival.ca doxafestival.ca for more details. their 2014 album the physical world that was death from above a 1979 crystal ball and the toronto duo reunited a few years ago after several years on a hiatus they've been chugging forward making up for lost time 
And last year they recorded a live show at Jack White's third man studios in Nashville and recently was released on the vinyl. And before Death from Above 1979, we heard the Eagles of Death Metal with Silver Lake. Both bands play the PNE Forum tomorrow, Tuesday, April 26th, along with Biblical. Doors open at 6 p.m. Make a note of that since there's an early show starting at 7. Tickets are a few dimes short of $60, but with the user fees, well, it's crawling back up. Uh, then we have some Beastie Boys behind me here. I do miss them, especially MCA. It's been a few years now since uh, he left us. From 2007's The Mix-Up, an album featuring all instrumental tracks. Because mostly they scoured them throughout most of the recent albums anyways, especially when they played live. This song is The Melee. Vasha Boulat got her next. She's a Toronto-raised singer-songwriter who's been recording in the South as of late, putting the old auto-help of hers on the shelf and getting a little bit more alt-country. Uh, she's been touring Europe for the next little while. She does have some Canadian dates that pop up later in the summer, like around July, but the closest currently scheduled dates are in Banff and Calmore in Alberta, primarily folk festivals. So from this year's Good Advice album, something that's making some waves down south, appropriately enough, here's Basha Bulat with the long goodbye. Goodbye from Good Advice. My name's Gak. This is Exploding Emmys, CITR, 101.9 FM. In a still somewhat sunny Vancouver. I'm no longer blind when I'm trying to do whatever I'm doing here. Which, at this point, I'm not sure what I do sometimes.
man. What? What? I really wanted to catch that football game, but I have to clean my room. I'm so bummed. Yo, man, totally chill out. You can catch it on CITR. CITR? Did someone say CITR? Yeah? CITR Radio brings you Thunderbird Sports on the weekends. Catch all the action and don't miss a moment of play with our live play-by-play and color commentary. Only on CITR 101.9 FM. Wow, that's great. And if you can't catch the game, tune in at 3.30 p.m. every Thursday for our weekly update on UBC Athletics with live scores, recaps, and in-depth analysis. Oh, okay, dude. Okay, okay, dude. We get it. Dude. Only on CITR. Listen to Exploding Head Movies on CITR 101.9 FM. Thank you. In the background, this is James Ferraro of 2011's Condo Pets EP. This is Smoothies, Foodies, Flat Screens, and Virtuality. Ferraro's been expanding his sound from Vaporwave as of late to newer, less digestible sounds. Some catch-up required all of his music, but uh, as things jump out at me, I will definitely share with you. 
And then from their 2007 album, Zebra Zebra. That was Vancouver's fake shark real zombie with designer drugs. Hard to believe that almost came out 10 years ago. The band's recently shortened their name to just old plain sh fake shark now. Plain old fake shark. Just fake shark there. And lead singer Kevin Mantle recently appeared on CBC Radio to talk about the meaning that Prince had on his life in music. That's something we'll definitely make note of. Because for the rest of the show, based on Prince's sudden death last week, it's marked a pall in the music world. The past few months has seen many artists of note dying, partly since what's well, the boomer age, along with the growth of television and pop culture in general, and partly since the musician lifestyle isn't always the healthiest. Despite everyone's best intentions. Before we get into some proper prints, let's uh, have a cover here. Renee Stahl is a singer-songwriter from L.A., and last year she recorded an interesting children's album full of fun little covers and includes some guests. And appearing on this song is Maya Rudolph. And it's an absurd little song that Prince originally recorded for his 1987 album, Sign of the Times. And he also did uh, another weird version of this on the 1990s version of The Muppets on an episode that didn't air because ABC canceled it right before showing this. Marking one of the few times Prince actually appeared on TV. Most recently, he appeared on an episode of New Girl. Anyways, this will be Renee and Fred's with Starfish and Coffee. Yeah. 
so sad. Oh, nothing, really. <laughs> Not very convincing, Jane girl. Whatever it is, I've got just the cure for it. One, two, three, four. Did you know CITR has a women's collective? This brand new collective is all about providing and fostering a community for women who are or who want to be in radio, fighting the gender disparity in media, and centering women's voices and issues. If you are a female-identified person or ally who's already involved in radio or wants somewhere to start, this collective is for you. Email womenscollective at citr.ca for more information and to get involved. And tune in Friday at 6 p.m. for the collective show Lady Radio, featuring music, interviews, events, news, commentary. Basically anything we care to talk about. See you then. Well, how do you like it? There's only one word for it. Terrific. <laughs> you know, I'm so proud of it. It's almost indecent of me. Still be on my feet. 
Behind me, this is AFX. One of the early aliases of Richard B. James expanded to AFX Twin, but he'd often use for more uh, kind of pure techno numbers. From a weird interview set in 2014 when he released his comeback album, Syro. This is part of what's known as the Syro Bonkers interview tracks. This song is known as Spectrum 48K Beats 1Q. And we just heard Prince himself there, covering one of his idols, Joni Mitchell, from a 2007 tribute album. That was Prince's version of her A Case of You. And amidst some of the tours that he's been doing, he's been doing some piano-based ones. So it's not all the guitar pyrotechnics and everything else that he performs for three or four hours. It's for more intimate. And I uh, definitely have heard a lot of those concert tracks popping up slowly on the internet over the past few days like Prince's recent death. Just kind of a funny way to take tackle things because Prince was pretty adamant of shutting people down. Like YouTube channel, any sort of upload tied to Prince songs at all or performances, those were basically shut down on the spot. You know, he went after fans, even organized fan clubs as well to make sure that limited stuff was posted about him, like photos or anything else. Very definitely videos. But one bad fought back because at some point at Coachella several years ago, Prince performed an outstanding set there and he covered Radiohead's Creep. And originally he had that taken down, but Radiohead came back and was like, no, 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 we wrote that. Keep it up. We're the ones who dictate what's going on there, so he had to acquiesce. So yeah, Prince Rogers Nelson, born in Minneapolis to a pianist and jazz singer in 1958, and he wrote his first song called Funk Machine on his dad's piano when he was seven years old. In junior high, he met James Harris III, later be known as Jimmy Jam who met up later with Terry Lewis in high school to become part of Morris Day's band, The Time, which was founded by Prince. And then later on, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis were a songwriting powerhouse for R&B artists, particularly Janet Jackson. I'll go more into the early history of Prince, but I want to play a couple Prince songs here just so it's not all me talking here. And we'll start off with a recent one. And uh, for those of you who may have given up during the 80s or even early 90s, there definitely was some dry spells there as he was trying to sort himself out, partly you know, trying to break himself from the Warner Brothers contract where he wrote Slave on his face and eventually adopted the symbol as a name to sort of bypass that, I guess the trademark or copyright on his name. But yeah, Prince was in the midst of a release of series, uh, a series of releases tied to the idea of hit and run. I remember a tour with that name in 1986. Last year he released two phases of hit and run through Jay-Z's title system. Which I know a whole bunch of you is suddenly jumping on since uh, Beyonce released Lemonade through that. Although there's the question of what Beyonce and Jay-Z are up to, isn't there? But anyways, you have other forms for musical gossip. I tend to be more of a purist here. So from phase one of Hit and Run, this will be Prince with X's face. And then we'll do a follow-up with the B-side. So let's go crazy. It is 8 o'clock here. Hopefully you had a chance to go crazy so far. We have one more hour exploding hit movies, and craziness will happen since we give our tribute to the belated purple one. And at some point, we will tackle Purple Rain, Purple Rain. But first up, X's Face, CITR 11.9 FM in Vancouver.
it was years. Twas a heartbreak, so many tears. How's she gonna make it out here on her own? A body like that should never be alone. A kiss on the stairway, another man's embrace. How was she to know just what was taking place? Too busy with the jugular and how it tastes. To remember what she saw in the exit she faced. Long time ago, or maybe yesterday, you and I in chariots on our way to a purple celebration for what we've learned. That for every battle won, there are scars and burns. For every broken heart, there's another will mend. Who needs enemies when you got friends? Every open door, there's something in the way. Last time we checked, it was the anxious face. Everybody know about the anxious face. Black don't crack, beige don't age. Go on, take that banana, then get back in your cage. Oh, Lord. Oh, 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 to CITR 101.9, broadcasting from UBC's Point Grey campus, located on the traditional, unceded, Coast Salish territory of the Hunkamenum-speaking Musqueam people.
with the B-side to Let's Go Crazy, which is how we started this show over an hour ago. That was Prince of the Revolution with its B-side, Erotic City. Now, the Revolution was his primary band in the 80s, formed as a way to allow Prince to tour outside of Minneapolis. In the studio, Prince recorded effectively every instrument himself since uh, he was quite virtuosic. And uh, one thing I always can tell from a Prince song is that the percussion since has a distinctive sound since he took a Lin LM1 drum machine and kind of slowed down some of the default factory settings. So some of the weird uh, kind of stutter elements you hear that comes from uh, the settings there. So when you listen to that, you can never tell when Prince ever produced someone's music or was then sampled. So for instance, with his friends Morris Day and The Time, the first album, Time didn't play on it. Prince played every instrument on it, and then Morris Day sang on top of it. And generally speaking, any time Prince recorded in the studio, he always laid down the drums down first, then the bass, the guitar, and the keys, and then sang. Just bang, bang, bang. But over time, he did actually allow a band to help him out. But of course, we know Prince was lethal on the electric guitar, going from either funk patterns or then full-on metal licks. Now, before I forget in the background, this is the Blackbirds with Gut Level, and this is off their 1974 self-titled album. And funk acts like the Blackbirds, Sly and the Family Stone, particularly the bass, and the funk Parliament Funkadelic were huge influences on Prince and influenced his early sounds. And one of the little videos that have been, has been flowing around the internet again is when James Brown hosted the show, I think it was at the Apollo, he invited Michael Jackson on stage. This would have been 1981, 82 or so. Jackson pulls off a nice little James Brown impression. But then he invites Prince on his stage, and then Prince just sort of blows everyone out of the water. And that's what he did. Now I want to talk about the uh, Minneapolis sound, because Prince was a huge influence behind that, but uh, in the early days, you wouldn't expect much of a city in Midwestern states to have a population conducive to it, but of course, the Numero group hunted down a lot of these forgotten tracks, and in 2013 they released a fantastic compilation focused on the wild funk scene that was developing in the Twin Cities, and it's called Purple Snow, forecasting the Minneapolis sound. And it tackles sort of when everything started in the mid-70s to the early 80s, as funk turned into disco and into new wave, and then its own fierce beast. It was like a raw sound. So imagine sort of like funk patterns with some new wave elements, and then just a really harsh guitar, which, you know, if you grew up with Prince, describes him quite well. And a young Prince hustled his way through the live scene, even though it didn't take until 1978 when he was 18 before he signed a record contract. And he ended up appearing on a couple acts' songs on the Purple Snow compilation. So we're going to start off with the short-lived The Lewis Connection, and they released only one album, and they had a rotating cast of players through that, one of whom ended up joining one of Prince's later backing bands, The New Power Generation. So somewhere Prince is here. I believe it's backing vocals, but pay attention to the guitars. Especially more so in the follow-up song. So this will be the Lewis connection with Gotta Be Something here. Originally off their 1979 self-titled album. They found a numero group's Purple Snow. Forecasting Minneapolis Sound. Stay tuned. We have plenty more Prince here on CITR 11.9 FM. Vancouver.
Better Environmentally Sound Transportation is bringing you the 20th Annual Commuter Challenge. The Commuter Challenge is a fun, friendly competition between individuals, workplaces, organizations, and students. Participants take transit, rideshare, carshare, walk, cycle, or work from home. 
By tracking commutes online, participants see their total number of CO2 emissions avoided, fuel saved, and calories burned. There's absolutely no cost to register and participate, and you can win great prizes. The event takes place June 5th to 11th, the week after Bike to Work Week. We encourage people to do both. Our goal is to encourage healthy, safe, and green communities along the coast and across BC by promoting sustainable commutes. Register now at commuterchallengebc.ca. Oh! Oh, yes! Yeah, yeah! Hi-ya! You're listening to C. Oh, yeah! I. Hi-ya! T. 101.9 Vancouver. God damn it, baby. No, I ain't lying to you. I'm only going to tell you one time. A groin-grabbingly great station.
Well, the songs we just heard there is off of the Purple Snow compilation forecasting the Minneapolis sound. We started off with the Lewis Connection with Got to Be Something Here. Then we heard 94 East with If You See Me. And they took their name from one of the interstates that passes through the Twin Cities. The band was formed in 1975 by Peppa Willie, Prince's cousin's former husband. And Willie was the one who helped Prince get started in music. And also in the band includes uh, Prince's childhood friend, uh, an eventual sort of housemate, Andre Simone, who later went solo with some Prince songs of his own before writing uh, some Jody Watley songs. And behind me, this is John Hopkins with the main theme from the 2013 film How I Live Now. And I profiled this a few months after its release on an earlier episode of Exploding Head Movies. Not totally sure if it's available on the podcast via the website, but somewhere think there's the entire archive going back to 2008. should dig it up and find it out. Now let's get into some proper Prince soundtracks next here. First off, we'll go into the wacky world of uh, the 1989 adaptation of The Batman. Directed by Tim Burton, it starred Michael Keaton and Jack Nicholson. A very gothic-looking Gotham. And Prince was contractually obligated to work on the film since uh, Warner Brothers was releasing the movie. And they wanted to leverage the complete roster of talent that they had. Also, factor into that, that Prince needed a bit of a commercial revival. So in six weeks, he recorded a score. It hasn't dated too well, but I know a lot of people were fans of it. And I think the last time Prince played in town, I did play Bat Dance. So we're going to opt for one of the non-singles off of the Batman soundtrack. So this will be Prince with Electric Chair. Then we'll go with uh, the first movie that Prince directed. And... It didn't do so well, but it spawned a pretty good album from there. But yeah, here comes the electric chair.
powerful motivational speeches that I have ever heard came from people who told me I couldn't do something. <laughs> you know why? Because when they told me I couldn't do it, I was bound and determined to show them that I could. Did you know CITR has an accessibility collective? Our new collective serves to explore issues of inclusion, equity, and accessibility for people with physical and cognitive disabilities on campus and beyond. If you love making radio, listening to radio, or want to get involved for the first time, come join our collective. We include people of all abilities, experience levels, and backgrounds in the production and programming of our show. Tune in to our weekly show, All Access Pass, from 5 to 6 p.m. on Thursdays for interviews, music, news, events, and awesome dialogues. If you want to get involved, email accessibilycollective at citr.ca. If only I could dream, we could start again. Tune in every Monday from 4 to 5 p.m. for a little bit of soul with your host, Jade Park. A little bit of soul plays primarily old recordings of jazz, swing, big band, blues, oldies, and Motown. Uh, <clears throat> Alabama. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Hey, y'all, be sure to catch Exploding Head Movies Mondays at 7 at CITR. <laughs> and I was going to do the FM, but... All right. Take two. All right. <laughs> hey, y'all, make sure to catch... <laughs> All right, I got to make it convincing. <laughs> hey, y'all. Uh, 
Les enfants qui mentent ne vont pas au paradis. the soundtrack to his directorial debut, 1986, Under the Cherry Moon. This feels like a 30s silent movie throwback in black and white. That was Prince with Do You Lie. And the songs from the film ended up on his Parade album, which featured the killer lead single, Kiss. The film itself, though, mm, total dud. It garnered Prince several Razzie Awards, which uh, some of you know as the anti-Oscar. Prince still kept up a solid film presence and he directed two other films, which I'll touch upon shortly. In the background here, this is Project Pablo from the Vancouverites Priorities EP. Although he has some connection to Montreal now. And that's actually out through the Magic Wire label, not 1080p as we've in recent history. This track is Evening Call. Project Pablo will be coming to town. He's playing uh, next Saturday, 
May 7th, so not this Saturday, but the one following. And that'll be at the Open Studios. That's at 252 East 1st Avenue. Maybe joined by Secret Lover, Jesse Brew, and Coral Beach. Everything starts at 10 p.m. As you can tell, it's a sort of industrial false creek, so benefit of that, it can go late. Originally, there was a limited run of tickets available for $10, but those early tickets are gone now. So at this point, now you're going to have to pay $15 or a little more. Now, before we get to Purple Rain, which is going to be the key film we're going to profile here on Exploding Head Movies this week, uh, let's talk about some of the soundtracks that are out this week. In the new camp, Carter Burwell, long-time collaborator with the Coen Brothers, uh, his music for The Family Fang is out through Lakeshore Records. From the film The Man Who Knew Infinity, Kobe Brown's music is coming out through Sony Classical. Through Milan Records, Evan Weiss and Jingle Punks do the music for Ratchet and Clank. And then Stephen Rennix through Lakeshore Records is music through Viva. will be available. Three releases go. There's a couple doozies here. I mean, I know that... Record Store Day passed, and there was a whole bunch released at the time, but there's another vinyl edition of James Horner's score to Aliens out of the Mondo label. And as a limited edition, apparently this vinyl is liquid-filled. Not sure, exactly sure how that's going to look or sound, but it's pretty creative. Ennio Morricone, recent Oscar winner, finally. Uh, there's a limited edition of 500 copies of his soundtrack to El Grande Silenzio to Dego Red. Some more limited editions here. Uh, Piero Umiani's music from Il Mondo dei Romani. That's out through WRWTF WW Records. I knew what that meant at some point. But there you go. Tangerine Dream. Great synthesizer new age elements. I've definitely profiled some material in the past films like Sorcerer and Thief. Well, there's a limited edition uh, for their score from Shy People, out through Dragon's Domain. And then there's two Max Richter scores. Great modern classical composer who typically focuses on shorter pieces. Uh, scores from Last Day on Mars and Perfect Sense are both out through Atlantic Screen. And at some point, I definitely do want to tackle his recent work based on the idea of sleep. He has an eight-hour composition, simply called Sleep, tied to the idea of music that should benefit you during your peak sleeping periods. God knows, I don't remember the last time I slept eight hours. Let alone six sometimes. But anyways, Purple Rain came out in 1984, directed by Albert Magnoli. A story about a young musician known as The Kid, tormented by an abusive situation at home. He's got to contend with a rival singer, a burgeoning romance, and his own dissatisfied band as his star begins to rise. And it's based loosely on his own life story. If you think about the song When Doves Cry, for instance, well, that touches upon a lot of those themes. But yeah. Prince's uh, life as he was growing up in Minneapolis, as he struggled to make it big, parlayed nicely into a film. And he came up with a story while touring in support of his 1999 album. That's the album called 1999, which came out in 1982. The film became less dark and more incoherent as uh, the script became a film, as it shoehorned in plenty of live performances. The weird thing is that all the music for the film was recorded live, but when it was actually filmed, it was lip-synced. 
And it was performed at First Avenue, a great venue in Minneapolis, a mecca of sorts for Prince fans based on not just the film, but his regular appearances there prior to opening up his own Paisley Park facility. Naturally, we know plenty of the songs from the album. So like When Doves Cry, the sadly ironic I Would Die For You, and then Take Me With You. So I'm going to opt with a couple lesser known tracks here before we get to the epic title song. And uh, the first song here was going to be the name of Prince's memoirs that uh, he would have worked on this year before his sudden passing. Perhaps he did make some progress in the end that we actually can read something, but we're not sure necessarily. So from Purple Rain, this will be Prince along with his band The Revolution with The Beautiful Ones here on Exploding Heavy CITR 101.9 FM in not-so-rainy and definitely-not-purpley Vancouver.
love to have played the 8-minute version of that song. We just stuck with a single version. And they did actually try consider playing his piano-only version. That popped up on some recent tours. But anyways, from Purple Rain, we first heard The Beautiful Ones. Then Baby on a Star before the very moving gospel title track. At this point, it is one of the songs that has uh, come back onto the Billboard charts in light of Prince's death. And there's been plenty of cover action, too. Bruce Springsteen, some of his recent tours, he opened up with it. And for Coachella fans, I know the LCD sound system is part of their comeback. They covered Controversy, a 1981 title track. So to date, Purple Rain has sold over 22 million copies worldwide. That number is going to go up fast. And it has become the sixth best-selling soundtrack album of all time. And Prince won an Oscar for the best category, Best Original Song Score, a category that has since been retired to the point he received the last version of that award. And that was for Purple Rain. In 1990, he worked on a sequel called Graffiti Bridge, trying to capitalize on that, sort of picking up where the story where it left off. But as with most of Prince's films after Purple Rain, didn't really pan out that well. In the 90s, in protest of his record contract, what he thought was uh, being in slavery, he wrote Slave on his face, and he actually changed his name from Prince to a symbol that emerges that both the uh, astrological signs for man and woman became known as the peace-love symbol, and uh, it became an icon or logo for him, to the point he had many guitars in its shape. And yes, Prince was found dead in his Paisley Park studio in the elevator last Thursday, April 21st. A couple days prior to that, his plane had to be redirected to deal with some pain. I know he'd been suffering some from flu-like symptoms, and apparently had a bit of a Percocet addiction based on some of the pain he experienced, I think tied to hip surgery. And he was only 57 years old, so we have no idea what the cause was yet. His remains were cremated after the autopsy and spread out in an anonymous location. So Purple Rain's coming back to the theaters. One thing I tell you is the Rio Theater is planning a screening at Saturday, May 14th. Movie will be at 10 p.m. Tickets are available $10 in advance or $12 at the door. You gotta be 19 or older because the Rio Theater does serve the adult beverages there. And at this point already, Rio Theater tweeted that tickets are already half sold out. So I'm expecting there will be some additional dates added. So that's going to be it for Exploding Hit Movies this week. Coming up at 9 o'clock, it is the Jazz Show. And Gavin Walker will take you to midnight with three hours of the best jazz. He might even go extra. I don't know. He looks pretty wired. I think he'll be going to 6 a.m. Guitar solos everywhere. If you missed any of this week's episode, grab the podcast. Go to citr.ca. Look up the show page for Exploding Head Movies. It'll be there. You can also search iTunes. You can follow me on Twitter at 100air. Exploding Head Movies is also on Facebook and Tumblr. You can email me anytime, radiofreegack at gmail.com. Behind me, this is Billy Brooks with 40 Days, and this is off his 1974 album, Windows of the Mind. And we're going to close with one last Prince song, and this is off of Parade, otherwise known as the soundtrack to Under the Cherry Moon. This song title seems far too apt now in light of his death, but uh, there's always a tearjerker. This will be Prince of the Revolution, but sometimes it snows in April. Not sure if we'll do it anymore, but we'll be weeping in tears anyways, purple or otherwise. Take care, and we'll see you in the merry old month of May.
Tracy died soon after a long fought civil war. Just after I wiped away his last tear, I guess he's better off than he was before. Than the fools he left here. I used to cry for Tracy, cause he was my only friend. Those kind of cars don't pass you every day. Tracy, cause I want to see him again. But sometimes, sometimes, life ain't always the way. Sometimes it snows in April. Sometimes I feel. Sometimes I wish that life was never ending. And all good things they say never last. Springtime was always my favorite time of year. Time for lovers holding hands in the rain. You are listening to CITR FM 101.9 or on your computer, www.citr.ca. Stay tuned now for The Jazz Show coming up with Gavin Walker. Do but do. 